All right. I'd like to talk just a little bit about our lesson. I'd like to bring out some things. Uh, uh, we're going to notice the judgment, the, the, the things unfolding, and even tying in. I mean, you remember a couple of Wednesday nights ago, we preached and we preached on the weapons of God. Amen. And uh, with Joshua and how that he sent the hornets. Amen. To drive out the enemy and things of that nature. And God's got weapons. God's got weapons. And when you go to the New Testament, we know that we don't fight against flesh and blood. But against principalities and spiritual wickedness, high places, rulers of darkness. And so there is a means, there is a method, amen, to us to uh, be victorious and for us to be overcomers. And it's not going to be by our own personal weapons. It's going to be, amen, that we humbled ourselves and equipped ourselves with the weapons of God. And let God fight our battles and bring us out to the other side. David made that clear against the giant, amen, whenever Saul tried to suit him up with his armor and use his weapons, Amen. But, but David made it clear he had not proved them. I, I don't believe that was the only problem. I don't think they fit. Man, because Saul was head and shoulder above all. And so, amen, compared to David, David was a lad and wasn't near the size possibly, amen, of, of Saul. But uh, the bottom line, he says, I haven't proved them, but I proved these. And so when you start reading the word of God and you start praying and you start seeing things that are proved as God's hand and God's anointing to bring results. Amen. How many likes results? Amen. Hallelujah. How many likes to cook a meal and there wasn't no good results from it? It's just a flop. Amen. How many like to go to work? Amen. You work all day and seem like everything you've done just turns backwards. You don't accomplish nothing. That's very disappointing, isn't it? Same way with God. God wrote himself in flesh and came to dwell among us, that you and I, that we could be saved, that we can be made overcomers and especially you and I as Gentiles. And so you know what? God's still in the saving business. God's still in the healing business. And it's up to you and I as we yield and humble ourselves unto him as his vessels to work among us and through us. And so as we watch this, three chapters basically of Joel, and I may preach on some of it tonight. I don't know. We'll just see what's going to happen. Um, but, but we're going to notice how that God uses and it's likened to locusts, but I believe he actually used insects. But he also, a nation, calls a nation from the north to come down. He raised that nation up, amen, to come against his people, to chastise his people, to correct his people. Amen. And so that hasn't changed. God's still in the chastening business. Thank God for that. Amen. Thank God for good dads that know how to correct their children, to instruct them. And sometimes, amen, it may take a little more than just speaking to them. But it all needs to be done out of love and properly in the right manner, in the right way, in the right reason, the right purpose. It can't be just because they're embarrassing us at some moment. No, it's because we want to correct them because if we don't correct them, it's kind of like the judgment of God. If you don't start getting the judgment of God, hey, uh, this attitude and spirit that this nation has got a hold of hey, when they come to the church that you ought not preach nothing to offend anybody amen that you ought not preach anything about sin hallelujah let me tell you something judgment starts at the house of God if you don't come to the house of God and get judgment in your life you're going to wind up lost and undone you're going to face a judgment in the eternity amen of a God amen it's not going to have any compassion it's not going to have any mercy hallelujah but he's going to judge us why because he says I had a church and I sent some men and I sent people down there to witness and preach and, and you can go back to the, the rich man I, I, I'm not trying to get on everything but I'm going to do my best amen to deal because you know what judgment's on this nation judgment's on this world and it's a time to be awakened it's a time to be stirred and I tell you what I want to be stirred first of all make my own calling election sure hallelujah because you know what ah, watch this watch this how, you, how can you really save somebody what's, what's the best way to save 
if, if somebody's drowning. My personal opinion, the best way to save somebody is take a life servant with a rope on him and throw it to him. And pull him. It's a dangerous thing. You better know what you're doing when you bail out of the place here to go get them. They can drown you. Spiritually speaking, I'm telling you that today. That's a, that's, a, that's, that's a joke from the devil and a lie from the world. I'm going to look like them, dress like them, go places like them and say, you're not going to do it. You're going to come concluded and wind up lost. That's what's going to happen. So the best thing that you and I can do is stay on the boat, stay in the church, stay inside the boundaries, and send them a lifeline every time we can. We fishermen of men. Fishermen don't get out there and walk on the water and catch them. They stay in the boat. The only way you're gonna, you and I are going to keep the judgments of God's out of our lives, we've got to stay in the church. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Because this is where you're going to give truth. This is where you're going to feel truth. You know why there's such a lack of conviction in America? Because there's such a lack of, con- of, of, of together, coming together. You know what stops conviction in the church? Disunity. Could it be the reason we don't feel no more conviction in, that we used to feel 50 years ago? Is because we're not near as unified as we used to be. All right, how many one God churches and organizations do we have 50 years ago? God help me. I'm not mad at nobody, but I'm mad at the devil. I'm mad of us being so, so ignorant about some things and so in the dark about some things. And that, that, we're, we're the people of the light. I, I don't read that scripture to you about their faces turning dark because of the pain. What's the Bible? What's the Bible? We what? We're a candle? We're a city? What happened to Moses when he entered into the darkness where God's at? But when he came out, what, what happened? What was glowing? So, same way with the church. When we come here, buddy, they ought to be a glow about this place. There ought to be a radiance about this place. There ought to be an illuminating power. I mean, when I come here, man, some, there's some joy. I'm very concerned about that. I am very concerned about that. I thank God for every visitation, every move. I thank God for all the tongues. The hours some spends in tongue. But when you don't feel one ounce of joy, service after service. The Bible says the joy is your strength. I'm not condemning the other, but we better have a good mixture. Gotta have a good mixture. It's a joy to live for God. I don't regret dressing godly. I'm glad I didn't have to get up this morning and figure out what color hairspray I wanted to put on. Okay? I'm glad I didn't have to wake up this morning and worry about, am, am I in style or not? I can't tell you how old this suit is. I can't tell you how old. I know some of them, they've been there as long as longer than I've been in the house. <laughs> I brought them out the trailer. You know, if you wear them long enough, don't worry. It'll come back in style. In fact, you might be the one who starts it. 
Say, yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm going to go get me. Where'd he buy that at? Noah's Ark. <laughs> but I'm telling you, that's where we're at. We're so worried about all of this sometimes. And we're missing. We're missing what's really important, what's really going to matter. When judgment comes, what's life and hope is in this God. <laughs> is in this born again. And so as you watch this first chapter, and I'm going to do my best. And somebody can help me out with time. When I get 11.30, 11.45, just kind of let me know. I, I don't want to. Anyway, just let me know. Um, you notice the first chapter, he, he tells whose son he is. That, that, and the reason he'd done that, he didn't want to be with just any oil. Amen. They'd done that for a reason and a purpose. If you go back to Hosea and different ones, that's all. Watch this. That's all it's, he mentions about himself. Joel's done with him. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. That's the reason we come to church. It's all about Jesus. It's all about lifting him up. It's all about his presence and his power and his love. Man. Y'all might be ready for me to resign before this is over. <laughs> you know, it's not really about recognizing us. Did you know we get hurt feelings around here? Certain people ain't recognized at certain times. We get mad. We get upset. He don't love me. He don't care about me. I'm just going to obey the Holy Ghost, you know. Right. I mean. <laughs> you know, really all that matters is the baptism of the Holy Ghost to fall on this house. Regardless who sings or don't sing. Regardless if I preach or don't preach. Regardless who's preaching. I want the Holy Ghost to fall on this house. I pray just as hard, amen, for last Wednesday night for Brother Williams as I did for Peak. Well, we're willing to put extra effort and, 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 and energy in doing certain areas because of certain of those things, but fail at our own home and house where we come on a regular basis. Uh, God sees that. He's the same God. We believe He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. We believe He's the same God. It doesn't matter what event. And I, I, I believe in them. I'm praying for them. And more than what you think, hallelujah, at God's miraculous hand and the miracles and the powering out of God and the youth and the, the great group and the pulling up of them. It helps. It helps. But where it really helps is when we can bring it home with us. And, and stay with it. See it happen. Stay excited. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. You can't be in peak every week. We'd like to, but we can't. You can't live off, amen, the high. This world's trying. This world's trying to live off a party. That's the reason she wants them checks just sent to her every week. She don't want to work. And it's affecting us spiritually. Just give me a little bit, amen, to get me by, and then I can go do what I want. When if our real passion, our real desire is I want to be a church. I want to be in church. I want to be involved in God, the Holy Ghost moving, the power of God moving, and miracles happening, and things transpiring. And this one's baby's praying through, and that one's baby's praying through, and this one, I don't even know who they were. They come from, I don't know where they come from, but they got the Holy Ghost. Because you know what? It didn't matter. It didn't matter whose kid they was. 
So as we watch this, first thing he says, hear this, ye old men and aged. And I want you to hear this. I want you to hear uh, what's going on, what's going to happen, what's going to take place. And, and also he includes, watch this, the inhabitants. That's everybody. Watch this, the inhabitants of the land. That means you bring your wives and your sons and your daughters and your infants. And huh, It gets a little more plainer a little later on to bring them. And, uh, oh, Lord, help me here. Well, I'm, I'm messing with some stuff, and we don't have a, a great nursery, do we? We don't train ours up just to bring them and carry them into the nursery. And I know some of you already, that's all right. They didn't have nurseries in birth harbor days either. I'm not sure. You know what? Sometime I pray, God, I wish you could really just show me how they had church in that day. Well, I know I'm, I, I feel some. That's all right. That's all right. What, what I'm trying to get us to understand, folks, we can get so caught up in trying to get all this right and getting all this done and making sure that everything all this. But the service is over half done and over with, and we're still trying to get. I don't know. I'm sure he didn't have intent of saying none of this, but. So the call is made. Hear this. You got to hear it. Uh, how often? We go all the way now to Revelation, the seven churches. He that's got an ear to hear. You know, God's still against sin. God's still. Now, you know this, but I'm going to say it. You know why this nation in the political ranks and, and, and promoting some of the things they're promoting up there? It's because the church as general allowed it. Instead of preaching hard enough and strong enough about fornication and adultery and lying and stealing and envy and strife and bitterness. All these things will send us to a devil's hell. And it doesn't matter what generation, Pentecost or whatever, Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, whatever, name them all. And it doesn't matter if we can even speak in tongues like a Chinaman. If these things are in us. And they rule in us and control us. They'll send us to a devil's hell. We don't want that kind of preaching. Hollywood and America has done its best to shut her down. To silence that. But listen to what's going to happen. Here, here, we've got to hear, we've got to hear. Matthew 24 and 35, Matthew 24 chapter is the, is the chapter of end time. It's the chapter that Jesus addresses the questions about his kingdom and his coming. And, and he said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not 
pass away. So let's remember that. The word of God is not going to pass away. Psalms 49, 1 and 2 says, Hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world. Both low and high, rich and poor, together, everybody. And this is what Joel is saying. No matter who you are, where you're at, where, where, where you status you are in life. Amen. You've got to hear this. Amen. Until you hear it. And when you really begin to hear it. Amen. And you start placing it in your spirit. And you start placing it in your mind. And you come to the, the realization that, you know what? I got to line up. Amen. It doesn't matter if I, I'm going to tell you something. Your flesh is never going to like it. Carnality is not going to like it. The Bible's make it very plain. Carnality. And we don't have no glorified carnality. I don't care how much, how, how much Holy Ghost you got from the sole of your feet to the top of your head. Your carnality. Your flesh is going to war against you. It's going to battle against you. Every day you get up. Amen. Hallelujah. It's going to war against you. It's going to battle against you. In fact, you get with a place it's not. Then you better check what's really going on. What's, what's happening? What's this righteousness of? Deuteronomy, Moses' writings unto them in the fourth chapter. For as now these days that have passed, and which were before thee since the days that God created man upon the earth, ask, man, from one side of heaven to the other side, whether there hath been any such thing as this great thing is, or hath been heard like as what, what is, what is what's Moses trying to get them to, to do? What, what do you do? What, what, what's this? Global warming, for an example, amen, and far against whatever. I, that's not the point I'm trying to make. How, how, do, how, does, how do they back their arguments? How do they debate about that? Past history. Different things that's happened. Records. Amen. And so, so when he talks about here and he's talking about uh, to make it to heart and remember from heaven to heaven the things that's happened, things that transpired. That's the reason you read about characters in the Bible and, and the outcome of these characters and, and why did this happen or that happen, good or bad. Amen. This is how we learn. That's what the Word of God's all about. And watch this. Also judgment. So every time God sends judgment, it's actually ahead of that day. 13 out of the 16 prophets mentions the coming of the day. Talking about that final day. The final day of judgment of God. 13 out of 16 of them addresses this day. That's how important it is. We've got to understand. You and I haven't, haven't arrived to that day yet. It's coming. But we can make preparation. We can, we can take the heart to the word of God and, and be prepared to... That's the reason the debate about where's the church going to wind up in all of this. And especially in the, the end time and the wrath of God and the coming of the Lord and, and the persecution and things that's going to happen. Where are we going to be? Where the writer talks about with the horsemen, amen, the wet and the dry times. Are we going to be able to enjoy? That's what this is all. So all of this, watch this. All of this stuff, amen, is, is preparing us, amen, is conditioning us. That's a year ago, have conditioned us. And even some of us were a little fearful. And rightly so. And I'm praying against it. I'm praying, God, have mercy. God, have mercy upon it. God, let your mighty hand move. Don't let them shut us down. I thank God for the governor, like him or not. Amen. But he didn't respond like some of the other governors. Amen. And just didn't shut everything down. I'm going to tell you another one. Watch the other side of it. I'm watching, amen, from the other side of a counter as I'm watching things that's being shut down. Amen. And we can't get it and can't get a hold of it. And even to the point, amen, they worried about food. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead. How many's ever heard somebody say, a ah, country boy can't survive? That, that country line song. It's a lie. Better hear me. It's a lie. You watch this. 
You watch Joel and everything he begins to talk about happening in the judgment. When these locusts come in, they don't miss nothing. Just like the hornets of God. Amen. They search out people that was hiding in places that a man could never find them. But them hornets found them. Same way when God sends the, sends the nations and sends the pestilence. Amen. When he sends them, amen. Nobody's going to get by. That's not all. Watch what he says about all of that. He says the rivers are going to dry up. I had a guy tell me this week. So man, I got some fishing tackle and all that. He worried about food. Said, I, I survive. I'll go fishing. You won't go fishing when there's no fish to catch. Watch this. The pastures are going to dry up. The pastures are going to be burnt over. It's going to reach a point the place that the animals are going to howl and cry. He's setting all this up now. Watch this. And it's not only the animals they got and the pastures they got. It goes on. It calls them beasts. You know what the beasts were? It was a wild. Hey man, I'm a hunter. I'll go find me. To, not if there's no deer to hunt. When God gets ready to shut this thing down, baby, he'll close it all down. Every fish, every deer, every rabbit, every bird. I tell you folks, you better wake up. There's one we can depend on. There's one we're going to call on. There's one that's going to get us out of here. And his name is Jesus. And there is no other. And you and I got to get to that place. I'm willing to die for that confession. I'm also willing not to compromise. Any holiness or righteousness or godly living. So. Let me just kind of go through some of it. What time is it? Somebody seriously help me out. 11 17. All right. So let's, let's go to the meat. Let's go to the meat of the lesson. The second chapter. At a part of the second chapter. So what's happening here? I'd really love. I may come back tonight and go back on some. The judgment's coming and nobody's going to, nobody's exempt. Nobody's going to get away from it, okay? And so now in this second chapter, in the latter part of that chapter, starting at the 28th uh, verse, I believe. Amen. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. <laughs> it's going to come after. I mean, after these experiences and after these things. See, God always used them as a judgment. And, but all these are, are precursors, if you could put it that way, of the judgments that's going to come. And so what is he telling this is going to happen? How many of you believe that God can shut this thing down? How many of you believe by just the, the pandemic that we've been in the last year and a half or two years? Hey Amen. How many of you look at this thing a little different than what you? How many thought, well, you know what? Oh, there'll always be a Walmart and a McDonald's and a Burger King. America will always have something to eat. Until all the floods start showing up and all the fields start burning. and Even America with all of her technology, God can, God can shut her down. Huh. I'll tell you, it's going to pay to walk with this one. To love him. To love his precepts. To love his commandments. To love his statutes. To love the call of God. We should never take it to granted that God's allowed us and give us the opportunity to come into the house of God. One time or a thousand times. We ought to be thankful that, you know what, he loved me enough to let me come one more time to worship him. And to feel his touch and his presence. And for him to work on me. Keep me in a raptured condition. 
And so as we watch this, amen, he begins to talk about, and the Spirit of God will be poured out upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Remember, the first response to the old men wasn't too good. But now it's turning around and it's changing. Hallelujah, the old man can dream dreams. There is some hope, amen, in this God. Hallelujah, that's going to pour out his Spirit, amen, upon all flesh. It's going to prepare man and give them an opportunity, hallelujah, to be redeemed and to be reconciled and to be delivered to God. God could have, amen, in the garden that day when Adam and Eve had messed up. He could have just wiped his hands and say, I'm done. Hallelujah. You was in the most ideal place. There's only one little commandment I ask you not to do. Hallelujah. And then here you are. You try to clothe yourself and make your own righteousness. But you know what? I wasn't willing to let you leave out of here like that. But I was willing to take life from something, amen, or wrap you in skins. Hallelujah. Skins and cold coats. Hallelujah. And we're living in a world today that don't want to cover it up. They want to walk like they want to walk, live like they want to live, do what they want to do, and still claim to be Christians. But I read in the Bible when a lunatic, amen, that couldn't keep his clothes on, couldn't keep from cutting himself, and lived in the tomb. But whenever he come running unto Jesus, all of a sudden, amen, this lunatic, hallelujah, in one visitation, one touch of Jesus Christ, amen, we find him, amen, watch, sitting and clothed and in his right mind. It's something about this. You know why there's so many mind problems and spiritual problems? Because there's a lack of the fear of God. That's why. But if we get back in tune with God, God can give you a sound mind. God can change it. Man, God can handle the spiritual problem. We ain't got all these anxieties. I don't believe it's the will of God for Holy Ghost filled people. Number one, to throw temper tandems. And I don't believe it's the will of God for Holy Ghost people, amen, have anxiety attacks. I'm not going to have a nervous breakdown over silly stuff. If I'm going to have a nervous breakdown, it's over having a revival and being what God wants me to be. <laughs> That's right. If, if I'm going to have one. <laughs> so as we, we watch, amen, this unfold, what, what did Peter do? On the day of Pentecost, he rehearsed. Now watch this. Jonah is known as... The anchor book or writings as of all the prophets. Joel is known as the one that's the anchor. And so here Peter is. On the day of Pentecost. Amen. Whenever the question comes up about how to be saved. and What shall we do? Now I want you to notice what happens here. I want to, I want to read some of it. I want all of the whole, the whole dress to you as he rehearses it to him as he's standing up. Now notice something. Peter's one standing. But that's not all. Who else is with him? The eleven standing with him. You know what the scripture is saying? They're in full agreement with the spokesman. God believes in doing things decent and in order. I got in trouble here because I've called down a few people. A man was doing things out of order. They come up here and told me I was jealous of them and all this other kind of junk. <laughs> Hadn't come back. Well, at least we got order. Because <laughs> you wouldn't have it if they'd have stayed. But anyway, <laughs> God help me today. I'm, I'm, 
Anyway, so the eleven were standing with him, and they began. To, he, he he confessed to him. He said, "Hey, hey, you know, he did. In fact, hey, they're drunk, but not as you suppose. But watch this. This shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh." Started the seventeenth verse. So he's rehearsing to what what Joel, a man, had prophesied hundreds of years prior to this. So you notice what he's doing here. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And all my servants and all my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and it's capitalized there. Spirit, his spirit. I'm telling you something. It's God's will to pour his spirit out upon all flesh. Amen. It's God's will for everybody to have the Holy Ghost. It's God's will, amen, for everybody to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. It's God's heartbeat, amen, to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. It's a must. It's an essential attitude. Amen. If we're going to be overcomers and victorious and I will show wonders in heavens above and signs of the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapors of smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into the blood. So there is what happened here. A partial of this prophecy has been fulfilled but not the fullness, not the completeness of it. But Peter didn't leave it out. As much as this prophecy is being fulfilled, guess what? The rest of this prophecy is going to be fulfilled too. And so with reading the rest of this same prophecy on the day of Pentecost should stir you and I up and wake us up and say, you know what? This is going to happen. This is going to transpire. I want to be ready. I want to be prepared. If you got the news today, amen, that there is a Katrina going to hit here in three days, what would you do the next three days? Size pack up and leave. <laughs> If you was going to stay, you'd do what? Make preparation. You'd go to the store. If you wasn't one of the first ones, they wouldn't be. No water. No canned goods. Man, we can respond to this earthly stuff and earthly storms. But you know what? God sends all of them for a reason, for a purpose. And a lot of it's just a waking up stuff. Stir us up. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm God. Hey, there's a God up here. <laughs> Why is it so important? How the Holy Ghost. Why is it so important? Watch this. And, and I'm Romans 8 chapter. I know and I'm, I'm anyway. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which what are in Christ Jesus. Who walk what not after the flesh but after the spirit. How can you walk after the spirit if you don't have it? Now watch this. I'd love to tell you that once you get the Holy Ghost, it's a guaranteed deal. You don't have to worry about it. Amen. You'll just walk in it. You don't have to worry about it. Man, it's just bed of roses. There's no peanut butter. There's no more voices. We all know better though, don't we? We know better. Because you still got to deal with this earthen vessel. And you got to deal with many earthen vessels. <laughs> And got to deal with opinions and ideas and, and, and what should have been done and what shouldn't have been done and, and things of that nature. And uh, so, so, but watch, watch what happens here. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from what? The law of sin and death. <laughs> For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. Watch this. There wasn't nothing wrong with the law. The law was right. The law is what led us to Jesus Christ. It's the teacher. Okay. Paul said, I, I wouldn't have known not to covet had it not been for the law. Got to have law. We're living in a society that don't want law. They want to be lawless. I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it and how I want to do it. It was a scripture that was in our lesson. And part of our scriptures today, and I didn't go to it, but it talks about the same thing. We want to do what we want to do and how we want to do it. 
God, you help us. If there's anything in this old boy right here, God, I just want to do what you want to do. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. And it would suit me fine, God. It tickled me just fine. I'd be very content and very satisfied if that's what pleases you. If this is my path, if this is my calling, this is where I want to be. And I believe we can know that. I believe we can. By prayer, by fasting, by, by interceding into that place. Huh? To know his will. Jesus had to do the same thing, ladies and gentlemen. When his own disciples wanted to take on the battle. Step to the forefront. They're not getting my Jesus. And probably Peter would have took his head off, but, but the Lord, Lord kind of guided that thing. Because I mean, come on, how many of you could really just took his, can I get an after? No. Just the ear. And I believe that Jesus, when he reached down, he picks that ear up and puts it back on the side. There's no blood. No evidence anywhere. They just had to take him by word of mouth. <laughs> That's the same way with us. These folks are looking for signs and all this other stuff. He said, hey, what you and I have got to do is believe the witnesses that are here. And that's the reason it's so important for you and I. That's the reason Acts 1-8 has taught us after receiving the Holy Ghost, we receive the power to be, to, to be what? A witness. So what's really doing the witnessing? Huh? It's the Holy Ghost. Out of our belly shall flow rivers of living. Out of these vessels, it's God. It's the hand of God. It's the power of God. And God always unifies. God's always in the mending business. God's always in the healing business. God's thank God for his long suffering and his compassion. And in and, and Paul, how often he instructed about having tolerance to work with one another. Even to the point, now I'm going to go there. I'd love to finish that, but 11th verse, let's drop down, let me. So then that they that are flesh cannot please God, but he are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. If so be, if the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. This is our apostle. Paul's writing to us that if we don't have his Spirit, we're none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Watch this. The body's dead because of sin. That the spirit is life because of righteousness. Now watch it. What is the penalty? What is the, what is the reward of sin? Death. The wages of sin is death. You can't walk in sin. You can't serve sin. We're, we're, we're living in a society and... and, and, and they have, they have this doctrine they put out there, once saved, always saved. Well, for most of them that put that out there, never got saved to start with. All right? Just, just to help you out with that one. But on top of that, you can't, you can't serve two masters. You can't, you can't live sin and walking in. And that goes not just the outward stuff, but also on the inward side. 
I can't house jealousy and envy and strive and bitterness. I can't house it and, and, and hold all of that and, and respond to it. I can't be ugly to people. I don't care who they are. I got to be careful. <laughs> Doesn't matter what they look like. Don't make a difference. That's a candidate for the Holy Ghost, number one. But if he's a brother or sister, I've got a responsibility <laughs> to help them, to help them. I, I'm trying to, I know I'm pushing my time, but 13th chapter. I, I didn't even, but 13th chapter of Romans, what's this? Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resists the power, resists the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to the good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same for he is the minister amen of God to thee for good if thou do that which is evil be afraid for he beareth not the sword in vain for he is the minister of God a revenger to execute ex execute wrath upon him that doeth evil wherefore he must needs be subject not only for wrath but also for conscience sake hmm. the conscience There was one place I went in. Listen. It says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not. What's this? Because I have a love. An obligation to you. And to my surroundings. And to people around me. Watch this. Because of that love. For this... Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. <laughs> Praise God. God help us. As we stand here this morning, I know my time's up. How many are thankful for the Holy Ghost? For His mercy, His grace, His compassion, God's long-suffering, God's to work on us, to, to help us. Folks, we're on a journey. We're in some of the most trying times possibly even our own nation has ever seen. Wrong decisions, wrong directions can be taken and can be very destructive to our nation and to, to us. We're not exempt. We're part of it. But as we humble ourselves, as we yield ourselves, as we purpose in our minds and our hearts and spirits, God, I want to be a God pleaser. I, I want to be a, a peacemaker. I, I want to be a I want to be one that will bridge together. 
I want to be one that's willing to, at whatever cost, for, for souls to be born and give people an opportunity. Not just my family, but this whole community. That they can be a church here. A place they can come. A place they can call on. And you know where it's, the, the real actions is where it's going to happen? It's out there. Out there among them. Loving them. Praying for them. Assuring them that, hey, come. Come. God wants to pour his spirit out upon your flesh too. He wants to comfort you. He's lead you, guide you. And we'll tell you something. And I'm going to preach on maybe a little bit. I don't know. But calling on his name. God, God moved me about this been several months ago. Calling on his name. We call on him for everything. Paul said pray about everything. Can I, can I be, we'll be a little honest right here. Sometimes we make big decisions and we don't pray about it. We don't even ask God about it. We just do it. I wonder what would happen if we really got to praying about everything. And calling on his name about everything. God, how do you feel about this? If we're not careful, we'll make light whenever we heard ministers make these statements. I don't even buy a pair of shoes until I ask God if it's okay. That would be wise this day and time being they cost four and five and six hundred dollars. <laughs> Mine don't, but some. But we're living in a world that's like that. living worlds like that so let's pray let's, let's this is a place where there is life and hope that's the reason we're taught in the scripture so often not to put our trust in nothing else it's nice to have all that but all of that God can take away from us and that's what Joel has made clear in his writings. The third chapter of Joel deals with the battle of Armageddon. When he's going to pull all the nations. And then finally, watch this. He promises. He promises Jerusalem. He promises Israel. You'll see the day. Huh. You'll have plenty. Plenty of what? Corn. Wine, bread, all you'll have it. It'll be, it'll just be abundance of it. We're looking for a city that wasn't built by man. We're looking to stand or sit by a river of life and trees bearing 12 manner of fruit. In all their seasons. A tree that's got leaves. That the nations could come and find healing in the leaves. That's what we're looking for. A place that would promise there would be not one single tear. 
no pain, no heartache, no troubles. That's what we're looking. And you know what? This, this is the down payment, the earnest of it. It's his spirit called the Holy Ghost. And there's no substitute. There's no getting around it. There's no way. Because it's in the book. And it's forever settled in heaven. And none of us can change it. The book has been written and given to us by God to change us. It hadn't been given to us for us to change it to suit us. But this book will change us. If we got an ear to hear it, a heart to receive it, a mind to believe it, and just start practicing what's in this book, you'll find out it's true. You'll find out it'll perform the work. Would you help me pray one more time this morning? God, we do love you and appreciate you today. So thankful for your love, your grace, your mercy, and your compassion. As we humble ourselves into the mighty hand of the Lord. That God looks down upon us with your mercy and compassion in every soul that's gathered here today. Lord, we love you. We want your will to be perfected in every soul and every life. You see where each one of us is at. And nobody can speak to us individually like you can. And that's my prayer here this morning, Lord. Every man, woman, born girl that's in this assembly, they could hear your voice. They could feel your touch. And Lord, you help us, even from this service, the passion, the desire, the hunger, and the thirst for the things of God and for the will of God in Bendale, Mississippi would increase. We're going to give you the glory and the praise and the honor for all of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. Uh, just remember... Uh, Gibson family, they're having that wake and funeral this afternoon at moments. So let's remember that family. Uh, others is not here, some sick, some, amen, just battling with some things. So let's remember all of them. Brother Barry and Sister Barry and them be going uh, to Ogaloosa out there. To Brother Hank, amen. So let's pray for them. God use them, keep them, and just pray for one another. Come back in this place tonight, and uh, we'll deal with this, this day by day. Okay, that's the only way I know how to do it. If you don't feel comfortable coming, I understand. No hard feelings. If you're feeling sick, feel it might be best, that's good. Uh, if you want to come, come. If you're coughing and gagging and doing all that stuff, though, uh, don't wallow over everybody. Amen. Okay. We love you, though. We really do love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord.